Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. So glad that you're joining me today. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever hear educational terms and think, what the heck does that mean? Am I doing that? Or do I even have to do that? Am I doing it right? Oftentimes we hear educational buzzwords or phrases and teachers often groan because they're afraid that the buzzword, whatever it may be, is likely going to bring about some change in their classroom and change can be scary. Maybe that's how you feel when you hear the phrase 21st century classroom. I say it here on the podcast all the time and when you hear it, you might think, What does that even mean? Do I have a 21st century classroom? Am I doing it right? Now, I've already done an entire episode on what a 21st century classroom is, so we'll link to that in the show notes. But today, I want to squash some myths that might be floating around about a 21st century classroom. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Myth number one. A 21st century classroom needs to use technology as much as possible. I wanted to start with this myth because I think we often hear the words modern classroom or 21st century classroom as I'm referring to it today, and we automatically think technology, technology, technology. That's what it must mean. Now, you know I love classroom tech, ed tech, whatever you want to call it. I love all the digital tools that we have available to us as teachers. In fact, I spend most of my days creating digital tools like Linktivities for students to use on their digital devices. So technology is big for sure. And I do think we should all be using technology in our classroom on a regular basis. We live in a digital world. We need to prepare our students for a digital world as well by teaching them critical 21st century learning skills. But I actually think that if we boil a classroom in the 21st century down to only tech, we're doing our students a disservice. Yes, technology is great. Yes, we should be using it in our classrooms, but Technology isn't necessarily the end game here. In fact, I think a 21st century classroom is at its best when it blends tried and true teaching methods with the power of meaningful technology. And by tried and true teaching method, I'm referring to things like guided reading groups where there's that close teacher-student interaction. Technology is never going to replace a teacher. And we still need those face-to-face experiences. Or the tried and true teaching methods like group projects where students learn to collaborate. In fact, one of the main pillars of a 21st century classroom that I talked about in that episode I mentioned a few moments ago is collaboration and hands-on activities. Technology cannot replace hands-on activities like science experiments. Technology can try to simulate those experiences and often offer a alternative way to experience things that maybe aren't possible in the classroom, but there's nothing like getting your hands on a pan balance or a graduated cylinder or an electric circuit to really help students understand. Our students still need those tried and true learning experiences that teachers have been doing for decades. And there's a reason they've been doing them for decades. It's because they work, they engage, and students learn. That is our end goal. 
not the technology that we use, but the fact that students are learning. So all this to say is a 21st century classroom is not synonymous with technology. Technology is, yes, a huge part, and it is something that our students need to be practicing, learning, and exposed to. But classroom technology is meant to enhance student learning, and we should not be using tech for tech's sake. The use of technology should come with purpose and intention. All right, myth number two. You have to be comfortable with technology yourself before using it with your students. Now, this next myth is going to sound like I'm about to contradict myth number one. While I don't think a 21st century classroom has to be all tech all the time, there's no denying its place in the 21st century classroom. And I do think it plays an important role for all the reasons I've just mentioned. However, I think many teachers are often uncomfortable with technology and feel overwhelmed when they are asked to use a new digital program or learning software. And when we feel uncomfortable, we typically want to avoid it altogether, right? Now, I'm probably speaking more to teachers right now who have been teaching for, say, 15 plus years. If you're a newer teacher, you're likely already comfortable with tech because it's all you've ever known. You are more of a digital native than some of the rest of us. But here's what happens. If a teacher is not comfortable using technology, they are less likely to use it with their students because of the potential of it causing issues in the classroom. But here's the cool thing about students today. They're not uncomfortable with technology. They actually find it very user-friendly and intuitive. They grew up with technology, so it's just second nature to them. And so when I say it's a myth that you have to feel comfortable with technology before using it with your students, it's because the technology is not for you. It's for your students, and they already know how to use it. They're already going to learn it so much faster than maybe somebody who did not grow up around the technology. Because remember, those students in your classroom are digital natives. They already speak the language. They already speak technology. So this is good news. While you might not be comfortable with the technology, your students are. What you're worried about, they likely already know how to do. They are going to know how to navigate that website because they've been on a hundred others that are just like that at home. So this is an opportunity for you to lean into the strengths of that digital native, that student that's in your classroom. Of course, you're going to need to be familiar with that digital tool and that activity that you're having them complete online, but don't let that stop you if it feels new and clunky to you because it's going to feel familiar to your students and they're going to pick it up with ease and maybe even teach you a thing or two. It happens with me all the time with my eight-year-old daughter. She is always teaching me something new when it comes to technology and blows my mind with the ease at which she uses digital devices. So if using technology with your students feels uncomfortable, feels overwhelming, feels out of your comfort zone, do it anyway, because keep in mind, students are not afraid to try new technology. In fact, they're eager to do so. We might be apprehensive. We might shy away from trying something new because we like what we like and we know what's worked in the past, but our students have literally been trained from birth to absorb new technology as it comes at them because it changes so rapidly and it has been doing so their entire lives. So it feels natural to them. So myth number two, you have to be comfortable with technology yourself before using it with your students. If you're listening to this podcast, then I likely know three things about you. One, you're probably an upper elementary teacher or work with upper elementary students in some capacity. Two, you're always game to learn a new tip, strategy, or try out a new cool activity in your classroom. And three, 
You just don't have enough hours in the day to get it all done. I mean, that last one pretty much applies to everyone, right? But here's something that we all know as teachers. The key to making learning stick is engagement. And the key to engagement is providing learners with hands-on interactive activities that they can't get enough of. Teachers are busy people, and although we want to provide our students with quality 21st century instruction and activities, it takes time, lots of time, to actually create them. And the truth is, it just might be easier to grab that textbook or worksheet rather than spend time hunting and pecking all over the internet to find that gem of a resource that you know your students will love. Linktivity Interactive Learning Guides were created out of a desire to provide students with an experience that truly ignites the love of learning and yet is powerful enough to meet the demands of a 21st century classroom. And now you can have both quality 21st century learning tools and engage students without the hours of prep behind it. Inside the Linktivity Learning Membership for Upper Elementary Teachers, you can tap into a library full of Linktivities that teach a variety of standards-based topics, skills, and strategies, and our library continues to grow. Find out more at LinktivityLearning.com. Now, back to the show. All right, myth number three. You have to completely change how you teach to fit the mold of a 21st century classroom. Okay, if myth number two just rang true for you, if you're that teacher that feels uncomfortable with new technology or the speed at which it changes, myth number three is good news for you. You don't have to completely change in order to meet the requirements of a 21st century classroom. In fact, if you've been teaching for years, you already have in place an incredible foundation of what makes a teacher great. You've got that experience, you've had the opportunity to hone in and nail down your classroom management, and most likely, you already have in place the majority of the components that define a 21st century classroom. And like I said, if you haven't listened to that episode I did on the components of a 21st century classroom, be sure to grab the link in the show notes. So you're already a great teacher. What makes you a great 21st century teacher is adopting the philosophy of being a lifelong learner and not letting yourself get into a place where you think you've learned it all and you have nothing left to consider. As a 21st century teacher, you keep what's working and you layer in those relevant and current teaching practices that meet the needs of today's students. There are some universal truths that have just been true for kids from generation to generation, but there are also so many different outside influences that were not a factor 15, 20 years ago. Things like social media, a perfect example. With the birth of social media, we need to address things like digital citizenship. We didn't teach this 20 years ago. Social emotional learning, SEL, as you know, is a huge part of today's classroom. It's a new layer that we add to a 21st century classroom. A veteran teacher, which you may be, knows the curriculum. You know it. You've taught it year after year. And a teacher who is intentional about 21st century best practices weaves these new layers into their everyday teaching. And it's not easy by any means. I certainly don't want to claim that. But the point is, you don't have to uproot your entire way of teaching. In fact, you shouldn't. You've worked hard to learn what works and you shouldn't abandon that. The key is being intentional and taking what has worked with students in years past, those tried and true teaching practices, and marrying it with what works with students today. All right, sound good? 
So there you have it, three myths of a 21st century classroom. I'll go through them one more time. Myth number one, a 21st century classroom needs to use technology as much as possible. Myth number two, you have to be comfortable with technology before using it with students. Myth number three, you have to completely change how you teach to fit the mold of a 21st century classroom. All right, before I leave you today, if you haven't had a chance to hit subscribe or follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app of choice, please do so so that you don't miss a single episode. And be sure you're following us on Instagram. You can find us at at the classroom nook. And if you're a Linktivity fan, as you should be, we have an entire Instagram for all things Linktivity and you can find us at at Linktivity Learning. All right, that's all for me today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.